0: Today on the Relationship Renovation Podcast, we talked to a listener who wrote in who was feeling a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear, a lot of uncertainty, and we sort of go through all of the unique cocktail of events that happen in a relationship that can lead to these feelings. And I know if you stay tuned, you're going to identify with this person, and you might also get something out of it that's going to help your relationship. So stay tuned. Do you want to feel more emotionally and intimately connected with your partner? Then we have the tool that is exactly right for you. We have a program called Relationship Renovation at Home, and it is an amazing way for you and your partner to have a structured way weekly to work together.
1: Because we deserve awesomeness in our relationships.
0: Just go to our website, relationshiprenovation.com. At the top, there's a link to at-home program, and it will give you a free lesson. If you want to just check it out and see if it's something that works for you and your partner, we know it will make a significant positive impact on your relationship.
1: Hello all and welcome to the Relationship Renovation Podcast. I'm Tara Kerwin.
0: And my name is EJ Kerwin. And You know, once again, we're extremely lucky. We have an audience who's really interacting quite a bit with us now. Yes. We're getting people who are just sharing, you know, how meaningful the podcast is. Also, a lot of people just sharing about their lives. And it's just like wonderful to hear.
1: And hoping for some relief, some support on this podcast. So that's kind of what we're doing today. We're gonna be responding to a listener's email that we'll be reading shortly.
0: It's just so interesting when we read these emails because everyone has their story. You know, and some of the stories are really complex. Some of them you're like, you know, it's clearly not your life, but almost in everyone, there's like something that's connecting. You know, there's something that like I can identify with with what that person is is struggling with.
1: Well, it's funny you said that because this morning I'm like, well, if this podcast is about a listener's email, does that mean other listeners will turn it off because they're like, oh, that's not going to apply to me? But there's so much in this email that so many couples struggle with. So just piggy backing off of you, I think, yes, stay tuned, listen, because it's gonna apply to many couples out there listening.
0: Well, and I think like the wonderful thing about like this community we're building and and anytime like you find out that you're not the only one who is struggling with something, you know, it happens in therapy a lot where it just it's we call it normalization. It's just like, oh. I'm not alone. Because the reality is, is suffering sort of isolates us. It makes us feel like I'm the only one. I'm broken. There's something wrong with me. There's something wrong with us. And the reality is, is we all suffer. We all struggle. And hopefully together, this community of people dedicated to having a wonderful relationship and knowing it isn't easy, you know, through our stories, we can all heal.
1: I also just to say something around that. When we are kind of alone in it or we think it's just the two of us, there's a lot of blame that can happen. And again, that's what we see a lot of. Like, this person's making me feel awful, so I don't want to do this anymore. And again, just by kind of creating this community that we are doing, there's less blame because a lot of people are experiencing this. So let's let's take a look at our individual and our coupleship, and see what's happening here.
0: Well, and I think when we get to this email, it's it's sometimes it's blaming your partner, but then a lot of times it's also just blaming yourself, yeah, which is both. tough. They which go which two and two. Yeah.
1: So I'm going to go ahead and read the email. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, listener, for sending this to us. Thank you for your vulnerability. We really appreciate you, and thank you for listening to our podcast. Okay. Hi, I just started listening to your podcast. I'm going through extreme anxiety and depression. I came off my medication because I did not want to rely on medication and I've been working to get better on my own. But I feel that a lot of my anxiety and depression is coming from my marriage. Everything you have said in your first two episodes is exactly what I feel, but I think that it is my husband's personality. I got pregnant at 21 after only knowing him for three months, so our relationship has never been ideal or perfect. We were raised totally different, have different goals, have different love languages, We had the separation divorce talk more times than I can remember in the last 11 years together, and I think it dies down because I know financially I could never do it on my own, and I don't want to ruin my children's life, and I do love my husband and don't want to see him struggle or hurt, so I stay. Is it fair to ask him to change his whole lifestyle and personality for me?" Don't get me wrong, we have grown in love with the fault that we had, but I am in an extremely bad place mentally with my anxiety and depression and he hits all all of the triggers. I feel so bad saying it because your episodes I've been listening to taught me to see it in a different perspective. And I've only been thinking about me, 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 and not how he may be feeling. With my anxiety, everything is magnified and there is no communication. We are going to be going to marriage counseling, but I'm also in counseling from my own personal struggles right now. He is a hard worker and will work 12-hour days to make money to pay bills for our family, and he is the best father to our kids. I know he is not a bad person, but the intimacy connection between us is just not there anymore. When I have these talks with him, I know he feels so bad, but I think the daily routine gets in the way, and whatever we try to do to work on us dies down. We have two kids, 10 and four. So after working long hours and getting them fed, showered in bed, we are both exhausted. I don't need much. A rub on the leg would show me that I'm wanted, but it's usually both of us go to our phones and turn the other way before bed. I'm usually the one to initiate intimacy, and most of the time he is tired from work or does not feel good, which makes me feel less than crappy. Even when we fight... We don't because he will usually walk away because he does not want to. We will go days without talking, and I'll be the first to apologize. I do not blame him for this. His mom and dad divorced when he was younger, and he has just not had the easiest childhood. I really want to make this work, but I need to know I'm loved and wanted. The listener.
0: Yeah. I mean, what a just a brave reaching out. I mean, just right off the bat what i feel is like wow these are like two people who are really trying yes you know in their own ways like i heard that just throughout and and i really loved how she acknowledged some of his strengths and you know it's it's just there's a
1: lot going on right the first thing that stuck out to me was they got pregnant young early on in their relationship and things got real before our brains are even fully developed Brains are fully developed when a male's around 27, 28. For a female, it's around 24. And so just the transition they're going through without even being married or having a child, that's already significant. That early adulthood changes in our brain, not to mention now you're kind of just thrown in And you're trying to make it work.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, one thing I always wanna do with these emails is also like set up the context of like, you know, even though there was a lot of information, we have like sort of a limited amount of really understanding what's going on with these two particular people. But, But hopefully what we can do is we can look at broad trends, you know, and and hopefully we can help you with some insight. And and so wonderful that this person said like, look, I'm doing my individual work, I'm already starting with that, and we're gonna get into into some couples therapy. So first of all, right on, like you're making the right decisions to give yourself, you know, the best chance. Um, Definitely what Tara said though is a huge factor is that you guys have really become adults together, you know, in the midst of like getting a crash course and becoming parents where all of your needs sort of go down to the bottom of the heap. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a huge, huge part of the picture right there.
1: Well, and it feels like, I don't know, I could be wrong, but it feels like both of these individuals are very alone in their suffering Because sounds like he's more avoiding, doesn't engage in conflict because his parents got divorced and he had a rough childhood. And then, so then there'll be days without talking. And then it sounds like our listener who wrote this email is really struggling with anxiety and depression. And I deal with that. I have dealt with that and continue to deal with that. And I know that if I don't reach out to you and if you're not supporting me, I'm super alone in it and it's unbearable. So when this listener said magnified, absolutely, because if you guys don't have that ability to communicate around vulnerable things, you're going to feel alone in it. So I feel like there's so many places to start. Well,
0: and and to, you know, just piggyback on what you said there a little bit is... You know, there's already a natural tendency when we have kids or if there's just like major significant changes in our life where we sort of divide and conquer, you know, in relationship where, especially in the case of babies, you know, where one person becomes the primary caregiver, the other then becomes like the primary breadwinner. Yeah. And then... And then it sets up this dynamic where we're sort of solving all of the problems individually, right? Yeah, we got this. the kids exactly. You
1: got that. I got this. We yes. got this.
0: But then when it comes to like the the dynamic of us feeling really connected in our relationship, feeling really loving towards one another, if one of us is struggling with any sort of like depression, anxiety, any kind of you know mood disorder stuff that you can't solve that problem alone like right. you like Tara said like when she tries to do that and doesn't let me in then she feels worse and then I never get the chance to actually get maybe better at supporting her
1: well and then i blame my anxiety and depression like it must be our relationship like it's got to be there's Maybe if I wasn't in this, I wouldn't feel that way. It's a story we play to ourselves because it's an uncomfortable feeling. Again, there's so much to this email, but one of the first things that is sticking out to me, well, there's many things sticking out to me, but so we were raised differently. We have different goals. We have different love languages. Okay. Right there. When, have you guys ever been on the same page? Have you ever talked about values? Have you ever shared goals and then all of a sudden it stopped? Because I feel like the very first conversation that needs to happen, whether it's in your couples therapy session or just, you know, tonight when after you're listening to this podcast is like, you guys are individuals. You probably respect each other's differences or you would not have been able to stay together this long. But what about shared goals shared visions, shared values. I feel like you have a lot of shared values that might not have been identified because you've made it work for so long. Yeah. Hard work, respect, love. Yeah.
0: Well, And, and that, that feeds like right into like that original point where we talked about about them getting together so early in life, right? And that they had kids so quickly. Right. And we know a little bit about this is that you like, that period where you're like curious and you're having fun together is like snatched away from you and so there was like because of the dynamics of their relationship some of this like really getting clear about about shared values and what we want in life like all of those sort of agreements that we want to make that are going to sustain us through the relationship didn't get made you know but I also want to like throw out there also that You know, for instance, Tara and I, we are very different people. Mm -hmm. And there are couples who are very, very similar. But I would say like for the most part, what we see is we see couples who are significantly different and that that's okay. That can be be a strength.
1: If you're talking about that.
0: If you're talking about it, yes. So
1: maybe before we even go deeper, I would just like to encourage this listener, this couple- to have some compassion for yourselves for where you're at right now because you've been through a lot pretty early on. Absolutely. A lot of us don't have the skills already. I mean, I was 37 when we, <laughs> and I was a therapist. Yeah. And I thought I had all the skills. So don't blame yourself. Don't blame each other. Have some compassion. Compassion is going to allow you to have clarity to move forward, whatever that forward looks like. We don't have a, this is what's going to happen if I start to have these conversations or we go to couples counseling. What we do know is you have more clarity, which will then allow you to make a choice out of clarity over fear. And right now this listener is in a lot of confusion and fear muddled with some anxiety and depression. want to hurt her partner, doesn't want to mess up her kids' lives. That's a lot of responsibility. I say just breathe, have a little compassion for yourself, and you're not alone.
0: Yeah, and, and one of the first things I would, if I was working with this couple, I would want to do also is I would want to pump them up a little bit and just be like,
1: "Yes, I man, love
0: that. like how freaking resilient are you guys that you guys adjusted as like in your early 20s, and made this work and she indicated like, hey, they've they've played around with the idea of of separation or divorce. But man, like you guys have fought like hell to get where you're at. And that that one, you must Mm -hmm. be two incredibly resilient individuals. And there must be like this like foundation in your relationship that maybe you're having a hard time connecting with that is resilient as heck that you guys have Mm -hmm. have a solid chance of making
1: this. And the the intimacy piece, like by the end of the day, exhaustion, bedroom, that is a symptom of just not having the skills and staying on the same page and staying emotionally connected and having emotional safety in the relationship. Because EJ and I, like by nine p.m., we are we look at each other and we're like, right? I don't even know when the last time that we made love. And but it's okay because we're in agreement every day that we know what we're doing. We're staying connected, even when it's really hard. So just know it's not about making intimacy happen first. It's a symptom of what's been happening in the relationship. Yeah.
0: And so I think one thing Tara is saying there also is just like saying like, okay, that's normal in a variety of cases, whether it's about like young kids or if it's just about just the stresses of work or changes in hormones and aging that intimacy is going to get challenged throughout a relationship. And and you're right, Tara, it's a symptom of other things. So as you continue to take on and work through understanding your depression and your anxiety, as you know, hopefully you can get your partner to get involved in, in couples counseling and his development becomes something that he's invested in. Like there's where a lot of clues, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to start looking at like, okay, like intimacy was sort of the end result of what got broke down between us, but we're going to start getting at some root causes here. Don't make that the primary problem. You know what I'm saying?
1: Completely. So EJ, how many times have I asked you <laughs> Or told you or made statements like, I wish you were just like Chevy Chase on Christmas vacation. Yes, multiple times. Because this listener is like, I don't want to have to change my partner's personality. And I thought because I was unhappy or stressed out that it's your personality and I don't want to, like, someone should just love you for you. But it was really like, I didn't know how to express my needs clearly in a way that was hearable for you. So you would take it as criticism and I would take it as like, oh, we're just not like meant to be together. Like his energy and my energy don't match. But once we were able to have these, like EJ, it would mean a lot if like, you know, like we could be really festive around Christmas and maybe go overboard this year, which we totally did. Like you were willing to meet me halfway when I was able to express a need instead of make it feel like a criticism. And so it's not about changing someone's personality, but we help each other grow. Like, I feel like I've helped you have more joy, child-like. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I
1: feel like you've helped me have more calm, Buddhist-like. So I feel like we actually can take what our unique personality traits are and really compliment each other. It's just, you can't get there until you really learn how to express a need in a way that's hearable to your partner. And that is one of the hardest things to do. Ask all of our therapists at our counseling center how much coaching they do in session, Over and over and over to express a need to your partner in a way that's hearable. And
0: what personally like sort of really rung a bell for me there, and I would really just, you know, especially this couple, I would want to say to you guys is that working on your relationship, if you're not careful, feels like you're just getting criticized by the other person. And you're just sort of like either you're focusing on everything that you feel is broken about yourself, or you feel like your partner is focusing on all of your things that you need to change about yourself. And for me, what was a game changer, and it took me a while, and I'm still working through it, is looking at that thing, like, you know, even like the, you know, we're joking around about the Chevy Chase thing, but even looking at that, of like, okay, instead of taking that as criticism and instead of looking at like, well, I'm just never gonna be enough. If I can look at it as like, okay, what is actually useful here? Useful for me in that situation. And I don't know if her partner feels the same way, but like, gosh, it's been hard to find joy and happiness. Right. That's really what her baseline message is. Not that I'm not enough, not that I'm I'm lame or I suck, but instead like, gosh, I would love to see you happier. And if that's the case, then it's like, well, thank you, Tara. Yeah, That's a, one of our biggest like values here in, in the work we do with couples is can we adopt an attitude where our partner and ourself are dedicated to growing together? And this couple is in a perfect position to look at like, we're going to grow together now.
1: Yes. And again, many things happen emotionally for me with this email. Another one being there's some caretaking happening, right? I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I don't want to hurt my children. I don't want to hurt my husband. So I stay in it. Not a healthy recipe for wholeness for you. But if you're both in it together, you reduce that amount of caretaking And then however you're supposed to be in a relationship for yourself and for your partner will start to grow. But if we're caretaking everybody else's needs but our own, that means we're over-functioning in relationships, and that's not healthy because then we're exhausted, and then we are the victim, and then we're not putting our needs first, but we're also doing it because we don't want to hurt other people, but it gets really sticky And if you have the conversation with your partner, I bet your partner would say like, you don't have to caretake me. Like, I'm okay, we can get through this. You're not in it alone.
0: So uh, a real baseline piece of information I want this couple to have is that we all come from very different backgrounds. We all have different ways. We saw people give and receive love. We saw how people dealt with stress. We had families that stayed intact, families that broke up. Some of us had trauma or, or different types of neglect. Mm-hmm. And that when we come together with another person, it becomes this sort of like messy soup of both of our own baggage.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you it's reach
1: more like a hearty chili.
0: Yeah, hearty chili <laughs> where it's all mixed up. Who's the beans and who's the beef, feels you know? So
1: like yeah. liquidy. And this is like yes. hearty, like chunky.
0: And you guys are at a place where you're recognizing like we need to be very intentional. Mm-hmm. We need to be intentional about sort of like creating the relationship, yeah. creating the space that we're in together that feels good.
1: And what a cool thing for your kids to see, Amazing. especially at that age right because we argue we have conflict there's tension our kids will get nervous but we always make it through it like this is a normal part of but if you're not managing it and navigating it kids pick up on that tension and then they try to caretake and try to like be perfect, or they try to act out. Like There's many things that kids will do to try to make sense of their environment. So when parents can really try to navigate this in a healthy way, no matter what it is, it's so awesome for the kids, because you're modeling like, hey, mom and dad aren't perfect, or parents aren't perfect, but we're gonna try to like be the best people we can be and navigate this together, Conflict is healthy and a part of a relationship and this is how we do it. You know, when there's days that you go without talking and it's not your fault, we get this all of the time. Kids feel that and they make their own story just like adults make our own story and we've got our fully functioning brain yeah. most of the time. Kids make their own and it's it's really, it can be very difficult for the child, yeah. children and the family.
0: Yeah, and and I think that just like comes down to also we gave you all these sort of ideas of areas of insight and normalization around how you ended up where you are. But there's this baseline thing that's really important to connect with, which is the why. Which is the like, if we are gonna really give this everything we have to make it work, if I am gonna look at parts of myself that I don't entirely want to, I have to have a strong why. And it doesn't mean it has to be a one why, but definitely that like we wanna have a strong family is a good why. It it can't be everything, yeah. but, but it can be a pretty strong why to begin with.
1: And what if we learn these skills, we learn these things that we hadn't learned together, We learn how to regulate conflict better in our body. We learn how to talk about our needs. Then you can see what could really happen. But without having some of the skills and emotion regulation at an individual level and for the sake of the partnership, you'll never know what this relationship is capable of. Too many people give up too early. There are so many things to learn. We are living examples of it, trust we're me. We're
0: still every day working on it and succeeding and falling short and and finding moments of despair, but also like loving each other and helping each other just yeah. deal with this crazy sort of life we're living.
1: So um, if there's anything you, listener, who thank you again for sending in this email, there's one thing you can get out of this today. It's compassion, that's the start, I think. Like, okay, I'm not alone in this. I've gone through a lot. I've reached out. I'm getting my individual and couple support. Have some compassion. That's gonna free up some space for some awesome work that you and your partner can do together. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And if there's like one final like, piece of advice I would give as you're doing your work, it's around finding insights, figuring out like why things ended up the way they are, understanding yourself and yourselves much more deeply. But then also, like Tara said, that that you have some tools, you Mm -hmm. have some systems that you're creating. Yeah, what's going on, Tara?
1: (laughs) I think I'm feeling a lot from the reader's email, but also like I imagine like if we wouldn't have done all of this work, like we wouldn't be here right now. And then it took a lot and I'm so grateful for it, but it could have been so easy to not. And so I just feel very hopeful that this couple can get through it and it's not easy and it's not overnight. It's a continued like daily work, but that it's so worth it. So I just, (laughs) that's what I was feeling.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I definitely know what you're talking about and, um, I mean, one of the things for me that's just, like, really moving about, like, being dedicated for a long time to staying together and loving each other better is, like, even though there's times where I know, like, that listener said, like, I trigger your everything or I see you triggered by other things, like, I feel like I'm getting better at loving you the way that you need to be loved yeah. and supporting you in those difficult times. And I see that Hopefully like- Hopefully vice versa. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say it like 1000%, like something happened the other night where I definitely know I triggered you. And yet you like, you're like you making these like immense shifts like so quickly And then it becomes like safer and safer for both of us to like be vulnerable and and be really open about what's really going on. And my thing is like for so long in my life, I had no idea what the frick was going on. Like I just thought it was so easy to be like, it's your fault or I suck or some little cocktail of the two. And and because we've stuck at it for a long time, like it feels like, like God, we're like getting better and it's not over it's
1: right no this is this is what we role model on our podcast yeah yeah. you can do it it's work but it's awesome so thank you for listening thank you for the email thank you listeners for all of this love we get pouring in it's awesome and as always take care of yourself take care of each other bye-bye bye me and you just
0: singing on the train me and you listening